Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Unapologetically Speaking podcast, and you are on with Jamie and Alicia, where we come to you weekly discussing some of the most pressing issues concerning women. And today's topic is humble women win. We're going to unpack what it means to be humble and unapologetic and explain how a healthy understanding of humility can actually help women achieve their goals. So I don't know about you, Alicia, but I am excited about this topic. I am excited as well, but I would love to hear why you're, why you're so excited, Jamie. So, you know, I've got a little bit of a reputation for being unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was really inspired by the article because I felt like she pretty much, the author, the writer, pretty much gave me a license to, you know, tell people exactly how I feel. <laughs> that might be a wrong message to take away, but you know, that was my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for that for a long time, huh? Really, I, I really have. You know, I, I have so many, you know, you included, you know, friends and family like, Jamie, you didn't have to say that. So <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really, all jokes aside, it was a great article, a really great yeah. article about, mis- uh, about the misconception of humility. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree that this is not only a great topic to be talking about, um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I learned just from reading the article about humility. Um, I I think I had my own definition and um, didn't realize how my own definition of humility had been impacted by society's definition. So I'm really excited to really jump into this article today um, and and kind of unpack it. Absolutely, I think that the the definition of humility is really abstract. So. Alicia, why don't you start us off by talking about the definition that she gave us, the, the writer gave us in the article. Just as Jamie said, we're going to start off with the definition of humility. And, and just to kind of give you some context, Jamie and I did some research and we found this amazing article written by Kathy Caprino. And the title of the article is Five Ways Humility is Keeping Women Stuck and Afraid. And so there was so many great nuggets in this article. And Kathy really started off by, I don't know about you. Yeah, Kathy. Yeah, really? (laughs) First name basis, Alicia? First name basis. I feel like I know her just just from reading this article because she's she's a sister friend. And so she's a sister friend because... Uh She, she dove right into the, the definition of humility and just went all the way in. I must admit, there is a sense when you all hear what this woman had to say, there is a sense of connection. You're going to feel a sense of connection to Kathy. So <laughs> just like we did, right? Just, just like, we, like did. we did. Yes. So Kathy, if you're out there, I want you to know we appreciate you. For just diving yeah, in and your boldness. And setting the record straight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so setting let me let me give straight. you let me give you the definition that she included. And of course, this is the Webster definition of humility. And then we're gonna read, I'm gonna read verbatim what she says about women and how this definition has impacted women and how it's kind of shaped our mindset around humility. So first the definition, the Webster definition of humility. Freedom from pride or arrogance, the quality or state of being humble. 
Not much there. Pretty vague. Pretty vague. What does that even mean? You know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> and we all are supposed to go with it. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how ahead, any carry. of this works. <laughs> carry on, Alicia. <laughs> so I quote Kathy. So here's the rub. Women the world over are being trained by society and culture to be modest, unassuming, to avoid all at all costs being seen as haughty, proud, or assertive. Despite how far we've come in supporting the equality of both men and women, we haven't yet challenged this concept well enough, that in order for women to be considered feminine, appealing, or acceptable, they have to be unassertive, submissive, agreeable at all times. And men are not receiving the same cultural message, end quote. Mm. Take that Two in. snaps and a twist. Two I just, <laughs> I just, I mean, the wind was knocked right out of me when I read that. And if you just listened to that and you didn't get chills or goosebumps or I don't know what's wrong with you, because that is a pretty significant, unapologetic statement she just made. So why was that unapologetic? I, you know, I mean, obviously she's made this really bold statement. She is standing in her truth. I think the article actually started out with, this article is in a response to somebody on her LinkedIn page. She post, she made a comment and posted something um, in regards to an article or a post that her friend made about humility. Mm-hmm. And some guy, some random, don't comment on her post. Don't you hate when people do that? You oh post gosh. something and then here they come. Like, nobody asked you to comment. Do you have anything nice to say? Right. You have anything (laughs) nice to say? Don't say it at all. So anyway, he posted and told her she doesn't know anything about being humble or anything about humility. And so this response is in regards to that comment. So she was like, I'm going to unapologetically let you know, Mr. Man, that your concept of humility, your male chauvinistic concept, of humility no that's not how this works sorry i mean it was just it's pretty a powerful statement that she made it is it was, i don't i don't call the man a male chauvinist and i don't even know him. you I'm don't say you you went <laughs> in on him it's it's okay because at the end of the day again kathy is our sister friend and so we we are a little defensive over our sister friends we're protective that's what it is we're protective over our sister friends so i get it i get it we got your back kathy we got your back <laughs> And so I I think, you know, another thing that she pointed out when she was really, again, going in, she said, we haven't yet challenged this concept well enough. Mm -mm. So she's calling us out, essentially Mm -hmm. saying, women, where you at? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. We haven't challenged this enough. And so all these things that all these cultural messages that we are constantly combating you know, this just shed some light that, hey, here's another one, humility and yeah. the expectations of women when it comes to humility, submissive, Absolutely. unassertive, agreeable. Really? Wow. And Alicia, can I just call out the fact that that what she basically called out is really a false sense of humility. Mm. 
And so, you know, what people do, and, and it's a form of passive aggressiveness as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go, we can go that deep and saying, well, I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm going to be unassuming. I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. I'm going to remain silent, but in my mind, think totally and completely different about the predicament. It's no, there's nothing about that that is honest, nothing about that that's true, nothing about it that's pure. And it's a false sense of humility. Mm, yeah, yeah, wow. Well, well, we have a lot more to share about this article. So we, we did a little unpacking of that statement alone because we thought it was worthy of mm-hmm. pausing. And so, um, like we said, Kathy went in on humility, just starting off with that statement. But then she offered five damaging ways of humility um, as it mm-hmm. pertains to women. And, and that's really keeping women stuck and afraid. And so we're going to kind of walk through some through these five ways and kind of give our two cents um, as we as we share them. So the first yeah. one is women often believe that speaking up for themselves and advocating powerfully and compellingly for what they want makes them less likable. Mm-hmm. What are yeah. your thoughts on that, Jamie? So she talked about how research um, shows that society pushes women um, from being forceful and assertive and that there's an unconscious bias against women that continuously prevails. So if you speak up, um, and if you speak up, it's not a positive thing for you to speak up. So what happens is particularly, um, in the workforce or even in the household, backing down and being quiet is a way for people to think that you're more friendly or you're more likable or, um, oh, she's pleasant, um, or she's sweet. I think I even had a guy one day tell me that he didn't think that I was sweet. He was like, well, I wouldn't use sweet as a way to define you. And wow. I, I thought, oh, really? You wouldn't, huh? And, I, and, and it was all because if he said something or did something I didn't agree with, I would address it. I would call it out. And so I guess in that situation, he would say, I probably wouldn't define you as humble because you speak up for yourself. And so I could definitely see why women often believe that speaking up for themselves is, um, is something that makes them look less likable. And, and, and if you're a people pleaser and you wanna be liked, then guess what? You're not gonna speak up as often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I can, you know, I can relate to that, being a people pleaser and, and wanting to be liked and that being a journey for me. So, you know, when, once you gain freedom from, this whole likability factor. I think yeah. it, it gives you a new sense of um, being able to speak up and, 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 you know, it's always great to be able to practice that. It, it takes practice and it takes some it getting does. used to hearing your own voice, which is important and um, hearing your own voice so that it could be strengthened um, and, and can be used for good and used to build you up and others up. So, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. The second one is many women feel guilty when putting themselves first or asking for what they want and deserve. So this is a good one because, I mean, there's a lot of women who um, we, we wear a lot of hats. I, I, I think, 
we've talked about this, Jamie, that as women, there are so many different roles that we play. And, um, and so just in my own life, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a, I'm a team a coworker, I'm, I'm so many different things. And so when it comes the time to choose to put me first and say, hey, you need to pay some attention to you, you need to make some choices for you so that you are healthy and you are whole. Um, and so that you can continue to to really serve your family and, and the people around you, that that's when I kind of deal with this level of insecurity and so or not insecurity, but guilt. And so that's that's been hard to kind of power through that guilt and say, no, I should not feel guilty about this. Yeah, I think what she's um, what I really like about what she said is um if guilt is the primary emotion women feel when putting them when putting themselves forward, they'll be forever challenged with getting out of the gate and sustaining the power, energy, and commitment required to succeed in the way that they long to, because they've been culturally taught that they're wrong to want to, that they're mm. wrong to want to put themselves first. Mm. And I... Um, I definitely think that that's a cultural thing, but I also mm -hmm. think that it's an age thing. Um, and what I mean by that is over, over time, women have been taught, you know, when we look at gender roles, that women are to be in the house and the man goes and makes the money and then the woman, he pays the bills and, you know, I'm the man and you're the woman and you do what I tell you to do I bring home the paper and, you know, bacon and you fry it up right? And, and, and that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, right? But <laughs> I mean, in some respects, used in a, a good, balanced, healthy relationship, that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. What happened what, what, what happened over the years is that women did not have a voice. And so I know that I remember growing up and witnessing a lot of my mother's friends um, not uh, using their voice. I remember paying close attention to conversations and thinking to myself, why she let him talk to her like that? She should have said something. You know, I was 10 years old. Like, mm, you wouldn't be talking to me like that. You know, just, <laughs> um, you know, and so um, even with my mom, for instance, she was an excellent mother and gave me an excellent childhood, but she put herself on the back burner so many times for me and my brother. I mean, I would get an extra pair of shoes when she could have said no because her shoes were run down and she needed a new pair of shoes. Why did she buy me an extra pair of shoes that I didn't need before taking care of herself. And I know that's a small example because it's just shoes, but there were so many ways that she didn't put herself first that I wish she had of. And that's why I put her first now. Mm -hmm. um, but that taught me as a woman now that, you know what? It's okay for me to put myself first because if I don't, then I'm no good to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I got, I, Jamie has to be happy before I can be any good to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awesome that you um, were able to kind of gain that understanding as you were growing up and you're able to put your mom first now and, and she's able to experience and find joy in that. That's awesome, Jamie. The third one is many women believe that appearing proud of their accomplishments or talking about them will make them look bad. 
So she says something pretty profound here. Um, She says, um, and she refers back to the critic that she had online that, of course, took the freedom and, um, and, and kind of attacked her, trying to shame her about her not having humility. But, you know, she was saying our society still perceives that women who are confident and who talk about their contributions and achievements in a powerful way are haughty, arrogant, and proud. And she says, I ask this, should people not be proud of who they are and what they've done? Is it better to feel you are not valuable, that your talents are not important and not needed in this world? Why is that preferable? Why is that preferable, Jamie? What sense does that make? (laughs) It makes absolutely no sense at all, Alicia. Zero. None. None whatsoever. And I think this is good. Right. (laughs) And I think this is why we do what we do, right? With unapologetically speaking, because Mm -hmm. we are, we, our hope is that when women engage with us and engage with the content that we're putting out, um, that they will get back to a place of valuing themselves. And, and of course we're not promoting, um, I mean, I make a lot of jokes about being unapologetic and saying whatever I want to say, but of course we're not promoting that you are rude or disrespectful or belligerent um, or that you just spend all day talking about yourself but that's totally different than being proud of yourself right and being proud of your accomplishments Mm -hmm. wouldn't you agree Alicia yeah I I would most certainly agree with that Um, it's you you have to share how you bring value because then that tells other people how they can um, experience your services, experience your talents and your gifts. And so yeah, it is not, um, we can't, we've got to start going back to what Kathy said, Kathy's sister friend said, we've got to start changing the society's mindset. Um, and the only way we're going to be able to do that is by walking in it. Like we said, walking in our truth and being authentic and being able to say um, confidently and in a powerful way, that this is how I bring value. This is what I can do to serve you and to serve others. And so I am, I just, you know, those two questions that she asked there really got me thinking like, why is that preferable? What, what mm-hmm. sense does that make yeah. at all? None. It's a really good question. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two more. We have the fourth one being, many women shun the idea of building a personal brand or understanding and communicating their competitive advantage. So this one right here is, is good because, and I think it actually ties into the fifth one. So I'm going to, I'm going to read the Mm -hmm. fifth one as well. Many women shy away from networking, not understanding how to talk about themselves and what they want. So I don't know, Jamie, what are your thoughts on networking? I mean, how do you approach networking and, and sharing your competitive advantage? So, so I'm going to be really honest and say that networking has not always been my favorite thing to do, Mm -hmm. but I know that it's a very necessary thing to do. And um, that's been uh, over my career. I feel like that's been a really tough one for me. I must admit, Mm -hmm. because I'm such a hard worker, I feel like, well, why doesn't my work just, you know, show for itself, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but that's not how the world works. The world is about <laughs> relationships and it's about being able to sell yourself. And so 
I think that uh, she's absolutely right that shun the idea of building a personal brand. And I, I, I have shied away from, although I'm pretty unapologetic and how I communicate with people with regards to how they treat me. Like, you know, if someone gets disrespectful or if I feel like someone's out of pocket, I'm, I'm like, Hey, listen, now here's the list of what you won't do. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But, but I'm still growing in that space of being able to sell myself and being able to network in a way mm-hmm. that builds those relationships. Um, so that I, you know, can be, um, successful. And I can see where that cultural norm of, oh, it's not humble for me to brag and boast about myself. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it, that impacts my ability to build relationships and mm-hmm. impacts my ability to a uh, network because that means you got to talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. And for some strange reason, I get really uncomfortable about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even like telling people that I'm in a PhD program and I'm getting ready to finish because in my mind, I've literally thought, I don't want anybody to think that I think I'm all that. And so I, I, I think she has great points with number four and five. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I would agree. And, and one thing that was a reminder for me as I was reading this as a, and as it pertains to networking, um, number one is she says, if you're not comfortable building your personal brand, You'll struggle in moving forward and generating the recognition, reward, compensation, and fulfillment you long for. And so we're all out here trying to live our best life, right? And so there are certain things we need to live our best life. And Can't get around it. I don't know about you, but I'm a, I need that paycheck. I need that paycheck. <laughs> I need that compensation. And I need the compensation I deserve that matches my yes. value and what yes. I bring to the table. And so... In order for me to get that, I am going to have to build a personal brand through networking and through other ways of communicating and sharing and and connecting with other people because you cannot do it alone. You can't do it alone. And so those were the five. Those were the five. So I'm going to give those to you again. So we'll, we'll read those again. Um, women, number one, women often believe that speaking up for themselves and advocating powerfully and compellingly for what they want makes them less likable. Number two, many women feel guilty when putting themselves first or asking for what they want and deserve. Number three, many people believe that appearing proud of their accomplishments or talking about them will make them look bad. Number four, many women shun the idea of building a personal brand or understanding and communicating their competitive advantage. And number five, many women shy away from networking, not understanding how to talk about themselves and what they want. Whew, Kathy. That's a serious list, Kathy. Kathy. Thank you for helping us get our lives together. Thank you. And so speaking about, talking about getting our lives together, we, now that we've done talked about, you know, how we can stay stuck and afraid, you know, because Kathy helped us out with that. Jamie and I have a list mm-hmm. of four ways humble women win. And so we want to share with you four ways humble women win. And then we're also going to post on our Facebook page the other six ways. So it's a, it's a list of 10, but we, we want to just kind of give you a little teaser and share with you four ways on the podcast today. So the very first one is be optimistic. 
Jamie, you want to talk about that one? Yeah. So the very first one is, um, as Alicia already said, be optimistic. And really, optimism shows a level of gratefulness for all things and all people. But it does not silence your voice. So as we're talking about humility and how society defines humility, we've talked a lot about it silencing our voice. And so let's find the opposite of that. I think being very optimistic and seeing the, the value and how grateful you um, are for everything around you, processes, processes, people, things, situations, being able to see the glass half full as opposed to half empty. I think that is a really healthy way of showing humility, but also allowing yourself to be heard and allowing yourself to use your voice. Wow, that's good. What do you think, Alicia? Oh yeah, no, I, you know me. I'm a I'm a half glass yeah. glass half full kind of person. That's that's who I you am. Sure, are. I can I so, can attest to that. <laughs> I can attest to that. So actually. so yeah. optimism is is just my thing. But I agree with what you said about how optimism. Um, it, it's not about silencing your voice, but it's it's really being able to be strategic about what you say and what you don't say. So yeah, that was good. That's good. Yeah. All right, number two. Develop a keen awareness for value. So I like this one because mm -hmm. it's, there's obviously value in yourself, but you have to be able to acknowledge the value that you see in other people. And so we want to make, make sure that as humble women, we understand um, how to value others and how to communicate that value on a consistent basis. Um, staying humble is not always about, okay, again, focus on ourselves. We, we've talked about promoting yourself. We talked about um, having a personal brand, but we also want to make sure there's a balance and that we are um, acknowledging and observing and being grateful for um, what other people bring. Yeah, no, I, I think developing a keen awareness because so many people aren't self-aware. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're lost in the sauce. Just like, <laughs> did you, do you know what you, did you know what you just said or what you just did? You know what, while I'm talking about other people, I had to talk about myself a little bit because, you know, when people are talking, my face is doing all kinds of stuff. You have to be aware, you know, <laughs> be it's aware twisting, of yourself. Huh? It's, it's twisting, twisting up. It's twisting, it's twisting up. I don't even have to say anything because by, by the time you finish looking at my facial expressions, you either know I like what you said or I didn't like what you said. And so, you know, being aware, having that keen awareness just in general, but then taking that up a notch and having the awareness for, you know, the awareness and value of value of others. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's pretty powerful because when we go back to the, the five ways that uh, humility destroys women or damages women, mm -hmm. we think about that networking piece, developing that keen awareness when you're communicating with someone else and saying, you know what, I think that there's a connection here. And let me you know, uh, let me jump in on that connection and find and, and let this person know I see you. And do you see how this you and I can work? Yeah. So I think it's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's let's go into number three. Be forgiving. Jamie, this is a good one. So so I'm gonna let you touch on on the forgiving. Be forgiving. Why is this have to do with humility? Well, forgiving offenses um is tough but it is necessary 
And so I think it has to do with humility because when you're upset with someone and you can't get to the point where you can forgive them or you can let it go, it almost gives you a sense of pride. Like who, who are you? Like you don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there, I used to be a part of this program, this, this healing program, um, for women. And one of the things that the facilitator often talked about was forgiving quickly, like forcefully forgiving others, like force yourself. So when people would offend you, mm-hmm. you know, literally saying to yourself over and over again, I will forgive this person. I will forgive this person. I will forgive this person. And forcefully forgiving a person, almost as if you were kicking that, that, un- that, that, um, that unforgiveness, which that unforgiveness out the door. Like I am not going to allow this to bound me up. And so it shows a level of humbleness because you're able to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. Obviously other people are not perfect. And so let me let this go quickly and move on. Yeah. It's almost like you have to pre-decide. You got to pre-decide to forgive. Like if this person, Mm -hmm. because, and you know what? I think this is another conversation. We have so many conversations, Jamie, but this is another conversation that we've had in the past (laughs) that at the end of the day, people are going to disappoint you because they're people. Yep. And so you have to pre-decide to forgive them. You have to pre-decide to, like you said, you know, to not, not be in this prideful or haughty place, but to have a sense of humility in that you aren't perfect as well. And you want someone to forgive you when you slip up. So, oh, and Alicia, it hurts so bad, you know, sometimes it hurts so bad. Like, I don't want to forgive. They made me so bad. But they made me so bad. But what does it do for you when you (laughs) when you do forgive? It's like a burden that is lifted. It's a huge weight lifted, right? Yeah. Huge weight lifted. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that um, there was even a saying I read recently and I wasn't even looking for anything around forgiveness. So I was like, is this for me? Because I had to check my heart. Like, do I need to forgive somebody? (laughs) But it said something like forgiveness is a disease. Mm. or unforgiveness rather unforgiveness is is like a disease that you think is going to impact somebody else but really only impacts you it's killing you from the inside out Mm. wow wow that's deep mm -hmm. that's almost as deep as uh kathy going in (laughs) kathy let them folks have it she let them have something something serious (laughs) i will forever remember kathy (laughs) all right so we have the fourth one The fourth one is live to serve. And I think this is a great way to um, wrap up at least the the first four of the the ways we as women can be humble and can really practice humility in our lives. And so we have to be and live a life of service and be quick to help, even when it's not convenient for us. Again, Mm -hmm. going back to when we're always like, I don't have time for that, or they can figure that out on their own. It's almost like we're saying our agenda is more important. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to, to consider others and to say, you know, put ourselves in their shoes and say, you know, if I were them, would I want help? And so being yeah. able to help. And again, going back to, we all have unique gifts and talents. And so there are going to be 
people that, um, you know, don't have the same gifts and talents that we have and vice versa. And so we can really serve them. And, and maybe you never know, change somebody's life by pausing enough to think about someone else and saying, how can I serve that person today? And not because they did something for you, but because you want to do it out of the goodness of your heart. And so that is, is really what true leadership is about. Yep. And so, yeah. of course, leadership is something that's a whole nother topic. But humility, I would say, is a characteristic of leadership. Would you agree? Yeah. No, I would absolutely agree. And I think there's no I mean, we, when you talk about leadership, you talk specifically about servant leadership. If you haven't heard about servant leadership before, then I definitely would recommend you look it up. There's no greater way to show humility than to serve others. There really is no other way to, but to offer yourself up as a resource, offer your time, um, your uh, energy, and your mind, your words, offer yourself up as a resource to others so that they can benefit. There's, there's no greater way to show humility in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, and, and, you know, and I think that's, that's really our goal with this podcast is, yeah. is really um, sharing what we know, sharing our experiences and sharing our, our hopes and dreams for other women. And so that is what brought us to this topic. I think that's why we said, oh yeah, this is a good topic to talk about because we know that humility is, is a characteristic that we all need to win and we all yeah. need to be successful in our lives. Um, and, and also, you know, we, we want to model the way. That's, that's exactly what we need to do. And so um, just this has been a really great discussion, Jamie. And, and, and I think we've got some final thoughts that we would like to share. We so, do. Yeah. So we're going to transition into those final thoughts. So our final thoughts, Jamie. So I want to hear your final thoughts first. So going Kathy said um, when she defined humility, I would probably say my final thought is that if anyone ever accuses you of not being humble, go to Kathy's article and either read it to them verbatim or if it's on social media, copy and paste it <laughs> and post it in your post and gather them all the way up. <laughs> because we now know what humility is and is not. Kathy has set the record straight. We have set the record straight. So don't ever allow anybody to put you in that false sense of humility and cause you to lose your voice. Just mm. gather folks. Just gather. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that final thought, Jamie. So I would <laughs> <welcome>. say <laughs> my final thought, my final thought is, again, I'm going to go back to Kathy as well with her challenge to us as women saying that we need to begin to challenge the entire concept around women being humble and that meaning that we're submissive and um, that we have to be likable and pleasing to others and, and mm -hmm. really begin to walk in the truth of hum humility being 
those uh, four things that we just shared and how we can win as women, but then also, um, and also just keeping at the forefront of our minds that, you know, it is, it is still about serving others. And so we've got to model that and we've got to change the whole thought process, society's whole thought process around, um, and around humility and what it is just through our actions and, and how we show up every day. Wow, Alicia, your final thought was so much more, um, what I want to say, well, it, it just seems so much more mature than mine because you're just <laughs> telling people to really reflect and <laughs> consider and, and I just told everyone to gather folks, <laughs> but you know, Hey, it is what it is. I think you can do both. I think that you can reflect and consider and make the necessary changes and moves to enlighten people. But I think simultaneously, you should gather folks. Yeah, we're going to put it together. That's what we're going to do. We're going to purge those two final one-liners. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Reflect and gather. That's what I heard. Yes. I heard reflect and gather. Okay, reflect ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, well, while you're reflecting and gathering, to also bring to your attention again um, uh, some things that we're doing. So, so great conversation, Jamie. Thank yes. you so much for Very, just sharing your thoughts always, on that. Always great conversation with you. Awesome, awesome. So, so glow up, woman of the week. You might have seen us post this on our Facebook page and Instagram pages, and so we wanted to kind of bring this back up because we want you to send in your nominations. And so if you can recall, GLOW UP is an acronym and it means graciously lifting other women up. And so this is how this works. Every Sunday, we want you to nominate a woman you want to encourage, uplift, or share the limelight with. We want you to send us an email to contact us at uaspodcast.com with the following information. I want you to her name and yours on social media, her picture, and the words of encouragement you want us to post on our social media pages. And then every Wednesday, we will post the woman of the week on our at Unapologetically Speaking social media pages with the hashtag UASGlowUp. That's UASGlowUp. And we'll tag both you and her. And don't forget to repost it on your page using the same hashtag. All right? So we want to see your nominations. Send those in. That's fantastic. And so... In addition to our Glow Up Woman of the Week, which I'm extremely excited about, we also have unapologetic moments. So have you recently made a bold move or an unapologetic move or even a decision? Well, we are looking to um, hear from you. Are you also looking to make one but need some advice on how to do it? We want to hear about that too. So email us at contact us at uaspodcast.com and share your unapologetic moment or your unapologetic situation. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to share with everyone. And don't worry, we'll keep it anonymous. So we're really excited to, to hear all of your unapologetic moments and share it with a friend as well. If you are listening to this podcast and you think that your friend has a great moment that we could 
kind of glean from and share with our listeners. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Well, those are two great, um, great things that we want to, how we want to engage with you. And, and, and so the third really exciting Mm -hmm. event that we want to share with you is that we are hosting a meet and greet on Friday, September 28th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Cooper's Hawk Winery. And so, (laughs) and so we want you to join us for an evening of networking of laughs. Of course, we always got the laughs and let's not forget the wine. That's right. We said wine. Never forget so the wine. So come and sip and chill, and we want to meet you. Yes, we are excited to meet you. Absolutely. And so if you haven't been on Facebook, then you know that we have an event to that. We, we have a event page set up for that. So it'll give you all the information if you didn't just, if you, didn't, if you don't remember what Alicia just shared. But of course, we're on all of your social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, well, we have a Twitter account, but we don't use it like we should. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get that, we'll get that Twitter together. But uh, unap- unapologetically speaking, where you get all of our latest updates um, and all of the latest information. And even this article will be posted on our Facebook page. So make sure you follow us there. All right. Well, I think that was all the business yep. uh, that we needed to cover. I don't think we missed. Um, All right. Well, we're going to encourage you to listen in, tune in every Friday at 7 p.m. As Jamie and I, we discuss the most pressing issues as it pertains to women. And next week, we have a really awesome topic. Mm -hmm. The topic is showing up on purpose. And so there's a way to show up, right? You can show up and you can show up on purpose. And so we're going to talk about what that means. Absolutely. So we're excited for next week's podcast. But until next time, be bold, be courageous, and be unapologetic.